بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد We're discussing إصلاح المعاملات correction of monetary dealings and the harms ill effects of a person getting involved in non-halal haram earning sustenance rosy that a person doesn't worry has no concern in regards to what he partakes of, how he earns his livelihood, whether in compliance with Sharia, according to the dictates of Sharia, which is very, very important. And we hear from Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum that their wives will tell them, Iyaka wal haram. They will say to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, be careful of any haram income. Fa inna nasbiru ala al Where verily we can make sabr, we can be patient upon hunger, we can bear hunger the pangs of hunger. But we cannot bear the fire of Jahannam. Don't bring the fire of Jahannam into the home. Haram income. Haram income also, we know the details more or less that a person's income, his business, his activities are non-halal, whether it be usually interest, or the items he's selling is not halal also. One very important point to consider is that when it comes to inheritance and miras, how I, my father or mother's inheritance in the miras that came to me, whether it was distributed correctly or not. All the heirs got their shares. It happens sometimes in a partnership between brothers. The things were not clarified, wasn't clear. Whether it was a partnership or whether one brother was employed, how things were split around. Sometimes his son was working there. For many years he was in the Business, but the father never clarified with him, made it clear that you are just working, you're earning a salary, whether you have a partnership, percentage, not clarified, not cleared. The time of demise of the father or the mother. Sometimes the father gives the mother the home also, just by word of mouth, that the house belongs to you. And then he'll put in the will also Islamic will, but he put a point over there. As long as mother is alive, she must stay in the house. So many of these clauses, this not clear things that we leave just hanging suspended in the air because major problems thereafter. And the heirs are consuming haram thereafter. A brother was deprived, or the father's brother was deprived, son was deprived, it wasn't made clear. And we're just continuing for generations and we built empires upon this. Not realizing that an empire is not halal. We're eating the haq of others. So these things have to be clarified. To the extent, to the extent ulama explained we should have a list within every home also that the items of the house belongs to who? Right to the minutest detail this thing has to be clarified. Oh, these major problems. When it comes to the curtains also, who does the curtains belong to? The wife or to the husband? So we don't clarify it. Usually we ask couples or when the father has to pass away, then we'll ask the mother and the children, who does the curtains belong to? Belongs to the house. House cannot possess anything. It has to belong either to the wife, to the children, to the husband, the pots, the pans. All these things are important points to clarify. Well, then the mother will say, no, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. He bought it for me. We just made mashwara. I like it, I chose it, so it belongs to me. But he didn't clarify it. Who does it belong to? So she takes it. On the mother's demise and death, now that did belong, didn't belong to her, now her heirs, if her parents are alive, they also become heirs. They also inherit. Now they are taking something from their daughter does not belong to her. It belongs to the grandchildren. They have a share in it also. So the entire thing becomes unclear what we are consuming. That is why ulama explain 
that when it comes to these things that we consume, we're not worried, we don't have this concern in regards to our wills, which is very, very important. We have to have a will. Not only those that have properties and have assets that I got to have a will. The masla is that once a person becomes balir of age already, that youngster, that young girl, that young boy has to have a will already. Whether she or he has nothing, but they have something. Sometimes with a cell phone, they have clothing also. They have belongings, things that belong to them. Every person has something that belongs to him or to her. That there has to be a will to clarify that these little items also have to be distributed according to shariat. This is obligatory on every single Muslim. Whether the child possesses anything of real value, high in value, very expensive, doesn't matter. But they have personal effects and personal assets. So the will has to be there. For the parents now, the child possibly 15, 16 years old, some illness, accident, the child passed away. Parents will feel now, we'll just put all the clothing on one bill packet and we'll distribute it. No, his sisters, brothers also have a share in this clothing. They also have a share in it. Whatever he possesses or she possesses now, wherever the living heirs are, they have a share in that, in that uh, inheritance, in the property of that, of that young child, so to say. But the child is valid. So many of these things are done incorrectly. That haqq of these people are given away. When it comes to even babies, people bring hadiyah and gifts for the baby. So they say this gift now, whether it be a romper, whether it be a bup also, be a dummy or a bottle. They say hadiyah for the child. If it's hadiyah for that little child, one month old, two month old, then even that bottle forms part of the child's estate if the child has to pass away. Even that bottle also, because when we gave the hadiyah, we wrote there to a certain child. So it belongs to the child. When the child now, so to say, in our example, is off the, off the bottle, the bottle still belongs to the child. The parents can't take that bottle used for the second child, because that bottle now was given to that child. That is why we clarify with people giving gifts also. When you give the gift, then give the gift to the parent, to the mother or to the father. So you may do as you want to with this gift according to your discretion. You want to use it for the second child, for the third child. Many a time the mothers, they keep the, the clothes of the young baby. The baby wears the clothes for one month, two months, three months. Then he, she or he outgrows it. Then they keep it for the second child. Or they give it to the sister for their children. They bring it back thereafter. But if that certain item was purchased specifically for the child or somebody gave it for the child, it becomes part of his property or her property. It goes into their assets. So all these little things, we just overlook them, but then we can understand now how much introspection I've got to do in my life. So many people ask this question that I've done this in the past already. Certain toys were given to my son also. And then he outgrew it. I gave it to my nephew. I gave it to so and so. So the masala is the parent has to reimburse the child. The parent has to reimburse the child put a, an amount to whatever I have taken of my own child, whatever it may be, and now the same amount of money, cash, etc., put into the savings of the child because I usurped, so to say now, unknowingly, the property of my own child. But I've taken part, so I've given it away unjustly, so it means now I owe him something. But my life is carrying on. So little, little things... The same time Allah wa Taala looks for the little, little things to forgive us. Little things also can catch up with us too. 
So these little things now we have to worry about them. As we say in dunya also, look after the pennies, look after the pounds. So look after the small a'mal, so to say, they will pull the big a'mal. My Shaykh Muhammad Hamid Sahib says, if you go to the airport, you will find that the truck is called the, the tug. He pulls the aeroplane onto the, onto the runway. The truck is very small. And the aeroplane is so big. But the little truck now has an energy to pull that big aeroplane. He says, sometimes the little a'mal pull, pull big, big a'mal. Like Durud Sharif. It's very light on the thumb. But Durud Sharif recited in dua, pulls the big, big a'mal into the court of acceptance. Just the barakat of Durud Sharif. So little a'mal can pull big azab, bad a'mal. And little good a'mal can pull big, big rewards also. Because we have the concern. So the whole muzakara is just to have this concern. Maybe possibly my rosy isn't opening up. There's some problem my rosy. Oh, I'm earning well. But my son is gone off the track, so to say. Is it listening to me? My daughter is gone somewhere else. Something I'm feeding them, that's not right. I got to just check. At least we have this concern. Allah will open the heart. That yes, here's the avenue here. Here's the problem here. Allah will show it. We have an auditor. You see, please check up the books. Something not right. So if we start the introspection within our own lives, Allah will show us, here's a problem over here. This is blocking your halal rosy. This is blocking your salah. This is blocking your three days, your 40 days. This is blocking your Quran tilawat. Because these ill effects now, the ill effects of haram income will block all these things. Will have an effect on our children, our grandchildren also. So I got to type all these ends in my business, my inheritance. If I'm executive of an estate, I'm doing it correctly. So we have to check all these things so then, we find that the effects of this good amal will become easy for us. So halal rosy, fajr salah will become easy. Moving the path of Allah will become easy. The children's behavior also will be accordingly. Allah Ta'ala give us understanding.